Futuristic in name, but rapidly approaching reality, smart hospitals may revolutionize how critical care is delivered. Patient fall detection, cardiac arrest prediction, and patient routing are all things that can be done better by machines. The challenge, though, is getting doctors and nurses to use this new equipment and get used to their new operating environment, which has them integrate closely with a range of IT solutions. I recently spoke to Brad Jenneru, Global Lead of Healthcare Alliances at NVIDIA, and Roger Lamb, Director of Engineering at MBX Systems, who have worked together on the Cori, a mobile platform for smart camera-based solutions, to learn more about smart hospitals and how hardware and software can come together to create them. Thank you very much for joining me today. I think I'd like to start with just an intro from both of you, Brad and Roger. We'll start off with you, Brad. Who are you? What do you do? And what does your company, NVIDIA, do? Yeah, absolutely. So good day, everybody. My name is Brad Jenneru. Uh, I am the global lead for healthcare alliances at NVIDIA. Uh, what I cover is developer relations on anything that pertains to smart hospitals and medical imaging. So whether that's visualization, AI, analytics, or virtualization. Uh, NVIDIA has been um, a uh, an important contributor into healthcare solutions and being able to accelerate solutions, whether it's uh, in the imaging space, uh, in, the, in the healthcare settings, uh, whether it's in drug discovery, uh, whether it's building smart instruments, uh, whether it's genomics. Uh, it's a full stack company, uh, starting with the GPU, but also all the way through into the data center and out to the edge uh, for devices uh, at the instrument level, which we'll be talking about today. Okay, fantastic. And Roger, what is it that you do for MBX? Yeah, hey, uh, Roger Lamb. I'm the VP of Engineering here at MBX. So here at MBX, we offer many companies uh, the services and expertise to help build a lot of uh, innovative product and bring them to market. So we work with companies like NVIDIA uh, here uh, and to bring these next generation technology to market. We provide a lot of these building blocks and help our customer to bring these hardware and software, put them together and make sure that we have a pathway to production. So we uh, uh, offer everything from um, hardware uh, products uh, to our softwares and our, our services that is needed, like engineering services and thermal, uh, a lot of things from design, mechanical design, electrical design, uh, anything that's needed to really help the customer uh, to accelerate that path to a market. You're speaking to MedTech Insight today. Uh, we are naturally interested in the healthcare applications. So how do MBX's products apply? Yeah, so I myself have been in uh, the medical industry for quite a long time, um, over 16, 17 years now. And most of uh, what we do at MBX is really applicable for the mech tech uh, industry, right? Especially now when we're talking about like AI products uh, and things like that, where the industry is accelerating really quickly, uh, that you need to be able to integrate many different systems and make sure they're compatible. And not only that, to be able to applicable in us, uh, security standpoint um, and making sure it's there. So at MBX, we uh, collaborate with um, NVIDIA, we collaborate with um, many other uh, industry leaders in terms of bringing these product faster to market. So we have products like the Cori, uh, where we integrate our uh, 
different uh, software solution, but also with the, the camera, speaker, AI compute solution like the Jetson product that really have the low power impact and to be able to put it in a platform uh, in a very compact case. And we are able to bring it to market much faster because of it. So very similar to what NVIDIA done into building a lot of the software platform, we're building a lot of these building black hardware platforms so people don't have to go through the um, mo injection design, the mechanical design, the things that they need while offering them the flexibility on the modular design. So they can say, hey, I need a medtech solution for fault detection, or I need something uh, to be on the best side. So, you know, our patient can talk to it like Alexa, you know, we can offer that hardware solution. So our, our customer can focus on their uh, software and services instead. Okay, Roger, you mentioned NVIDIA's work on software. So I'll take this over to Brad. Um, NVIDIA's Clara, um, it covers quite a lot of use cases, medical devices, drug discovery, smart hospitals, medical imaging, and genomics, pretty much the whole spectrum of life sciences. Um, how does it work and what is it actually doing? Yeah, absolutely, that's a great question. So. Uh, if you think about, as I mentioned, NVIDIA is a full stack company from the hardware uh, through to uh, various layers up to the application that we're building to, to solve healthcare's uh, problems and, and opportunities. Um, what we what we build uh, is different uh, domain centric uh, SDKs or libraries uh, up at that last mile. So, uh, for example, we have Drive, which is what we use for autonomous vehicles. We have Metropolis for driving smart cities. We have Isaac for driving robotics. Uh, and in healthcare, we have Clara. Uh, so uh, Clara is the collection of SDKs that help accelerate the work across the various parts of life sciences. You know, as I mentioned, whether it's imaging or smart hospitals or genomics. Uh, what we're doing is we're taking the best and brightest of everything that's underneath that's building up that infrastructure uh, to really accelerate developers as they build their solutions, as they build their life's work uh, to solve healthcare's greatest problems. Uh, they, uh, for the area of smart hospitals working with MBX, we really focus on something called Clara Guardian, which is our collection of SDKs that really accelerate that smart hospital uh, area. You know, whether it's using uh, underneath our SDK called DeepStream, uh, which is real-time video analysis, or whether it's Riva, uh, which is our uh, real-time speech analysis and natural language understanding. Uh, by taking these building blocks, we're able to construct uh, proof of concept applications uh, that developers can then take out to market. So for example, we can use DeepStream to watch a video feed of somebody's face and look for subtle changes uh, in their skin tones to make an estimate on heart rate. So if we're doing a patient monitoring, being able to capture the, you know, an estimation of the heart rate, we could then use that data to derive insights to drive workflows within the hospital. Uh, we might use Riva to have a conversation with the patient. Uh, so whether it's, you know, the, the patient is, is lying in bed and has questions uh, and, you know, needs to interact with the, the nurse in order to, to help that conversation along to uh, interact with the patient, uh, to triage them and say, you know, is this just a question that they have? Do they need help? Do they need help right away? Uh, being able to uh, create applications that drive these insights. Again, uh, we want to help accelerate developers across the spectrum. Uh, and so that's what the Clara SDKs are doing in this place. You mentioned one example of something that could be done in a smart hospital. But aside from that, kind of what's possible? What is a smart hospital and how far can it extend? 
the sky's the limit uh, in terms of what's possible within smart hospitals. There's so much opportunity. Uh, we, we need to be doing so much more with less, you know, with all the pressures of, of costs uh, and our aging patient populations. Uh, hospitals are very social places. There are so many different interactions that are happening, whether it's the patient in the bed, whether it's uh, the nurses, the doctors, the techs, the unit coordinators, whether it's the patient's families and friends coming to visit. Uh, whether it's the social workers or pastoral care, there's just so much that, that is happening. Being able to leverage uh, our uh, at-the-edge analytics uh, to analyze video streams, uh, to have conversations, to, to be that, that chat bot to interact with all the different staff members. There's so many ways that we can help promote efficiencies and effectiveness within the, within the healthcare system. And it's really just looking at it from a use case by use case, looking at it department by department. If we go to each, you know, what's happening in the emergency department, what's happening in the ICU, what's happening in uh, the uh, OBGYN department, and how do we build those workflows to help enable smart hospital workflows? To give a quick example, you know, we work with customer that uses uh, the NVIDIA platform, a lot of these SCK and the preaching model to bring to market really quickly on things like, um, so they have like body positioning. Um, as a preaching model that allows for looking at patients. So for bed sitting, for example, in current hospital, you have to have a lot of nursing to watch over a certain patient that may not be healthy enough or may be disoriented and they shouldn't be getting off of the bed, right? And they want to be alerted if they are trying to. And you used to have to have a lot of nurses to watch over that. Well, now you can have one of these uh, camera systems and with the software, the AI can actually look at the position of the patient and be able to tell whether at this scenario they should be doing that or not and without uh even the nursing to to watch over you know maybe four or five patients on the screen the the actual ai can be doing it through the camera and then through uh alerts they can tell a nurse so the nurse can monitor much more greater patient and really just instead of just watching them, right? Like you, you can actually be uh, doing more valuable work, you know, caring for the patient and, and going there when they actually need it instead of just having that body to make sure something doesn't happen. So these are the mundane things that really drag down our current labor shortage, right? Like, and having these AI in the field on the edge to be able to process it. And it's really the next stage of the uh, kind of med tech revolution that I'm seeing, and NVIDIA is on the forefront of many of these technology. Okay, um, I'm not sure who would be best to answer this question, but cost effectiveness. Roger, you mentioned that the current demands placed on nurses require a huge amount of man hours, and you know that costs money. But hospital hardware is typically very, very expensive. I know that NVIDIA produces fairly premium uh, silicon products. So how do you make sure that these units are built in a way that is simply affordable for hospitals? Yeah, I mean, that's in the heart uh, of what MBX do a lot in conjunction with partners like NVIDIA. We really want to hit the market where it's um, capable of providing that type of service. So even a decade ago, you know, there are a lot of AI product and hardware, and you're right, many of them were very expensive. You need like a server room for things to be able to do even some of the inferencing, right, to, to be able to run those models. But now, uh, on products like the NVIDIA Jetson uh, that we have integrated in Corey and other ones on the edge, the price have really dramatically came down with the processing able to do it right on the edge. So many of these are very low 
wattage unit that you, you previously probably need a full server to run. So the costs have really came down. And uh, on the platform, that, that's why we call it the building block. We already went through the selection and certify, right? And figure out like, okay, if you have gotten the Riva model to run and you have gotten the body positioning uh, to run for your application, here is the different price level that actually need the medical need, right? Like here is the price point that we know people will be able to do. And here are some of the example of the preaching model that MDDI have had. If you are developing on it, you will be able to apply it right away and it will be cost effective enough that you can bring to market quickly instead of going through the experience of trying to find the right, right uh, price point and the right hardware to meet the demand. Um, Brad, do you have anything to add? The, the one thing that I'd add, I was look at, at cost effectiveness would be if you look at all the soft costs that solutions that that MBX uh, and others could, you know, could bring the market in the smart hospital space, uh, being able to, uh, you know, if you have a, a full time employee looking at four streams of data, if you were to uh, add insights so that they can monitor 20 streams of data of video streams. Uh, all of a sudden, you're able to magnify the the impact that your staff is happening, or sorry, the, the impact the staff is having uh, on that particular department. If you look at uh, being able to, to use uh, video streams to capture before someone falls out of bed and potentially, you know, breaks a hip, uh, the impact to that patient's life uh, is, you know, really important. Uh, the impact from a liability perspective for hospitals. Uh, being able to, to capture that before it becomes a liability, uh, the the impact to the staff who have to respond to it. Like there's just there's so many different soft costs that would come into play that uh, the, the offsetting the the hardware costs and the implementation cost, uh, but to actually drive uh, efficiencies from that point onwards, I think is really important. Okay, Roger, you mentioned low wattage solutions that come with low costs. Um, mm-hmm. Brad, obviously on your end that had a huge amount of software work going in the back of it. What's made that possible in recent years? Have there been any sort of, you know, sea changes in how artificial intelligence works? Yeah, so inferencing chipset, uh, especially on the neural network type of processing on hardware, have really gone leaps and bounds. I mean, we hear it every day. And NVIDIA is one of the forefront of um, that that type of technology where the chipset itself are meant to do these type of processing, these matrix mathematic processing at the core. And instead of using uh, the software to really crunch it with a general processor like a CPU, um, you're really able to optimize it for these type of purposes, for these inferencing purposes. So now we are able to offer things in a much smaller package, you know, instead of a server that you need and people or sending it to the cloud, um, which it, you have all these other type of problem, you have these more on the edge to be able to process it at much lower uh, power because you're not going to put a whole server into someone's room, right? Like you need to be able to process it in real time from that camera, from that audio device, and be able to figure out what needs to be done in millisecond instead of like transversing through the you know infrastructure and having all that problem to deal with and then going into cloud and then coming back right so having that low power wattage device like the Jetson product line and you know the upcoming uh, MGX and Orin product it's really important to have that technological breakthrough to afford this AI inferencing on the edge. Absolutely. Bring, being able to bring the, that power of computation to the edge, to the actual device, is game-changing. 
uh, being able to run that inference in real time and not have to send an entire video stream up to another point for processing is, is really important, especially when it's going to be like the patient is getting out of bed, do something, let's alert something right now. Um, as I mentioned, you know, NVIDIA as a full stack company, we actually have solutions that, that work at the edge, that work on the server, that work in the cloud, depending on the type of workloads. And so, you know, another great example of a technology that NVIDIA works very closely on is something called Triton. Uh, Triton is an inference server that allows us to run many different models at the same time uh, and, and get results back, to, you know, for each call for the type of model that we're actually looking to run. Uh, and so, you know, something like this could be run in a server in the data center at the hospital. It actually could be run up uh, in a cloud somewhere. It, it all depends on the latency and the type of applications. But, you know, having solutions at every step of the way, every part of that journey, every part of that workflow uh, helps enable uh, hospital solution developers. Is there any difference in how secure the system is depending on where it's running? If it's on the edge, is it more secure than a cloud-based operation, for example? Yeah, so for, for example, on the edge, like uh, what Brad just mentioned, uh, just sending the video is a, a big problem uh, on the cloud, not, not only about um, in, in terms of the data security, but you have to make sure you have the privacy, right? Like, are, are you ha are sending any HIPAA concern, right? Like uh, across, right? So a lot of these computer vision application, it's, it requires a lot of that very heavy processing and you're trying to send it to your cloud, then you have uh, more of that security concern. But if you're able to process it on the edge and only send the alert, well, the alert is a lot less problematic, right? And you're not recording as much of the, you know, patient or sensitive data that it's more of a concern, right? If you're monitoring, especially for a patient, you know, 24-7, you definitely have a lot more data that you're processing and you care a lot more of that data security versus just sending like, oh, I have a patient that are trying to get out of bed. That type of information um, can, you know, uh, are not as sensitive as like your video information of that patient at the time. But uh, on the other hand, the secure of um, the NVIDIA stack and also what we go through to validate a lot of the firmware and what we store is also very important. And Brad, maybe you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I, I just add security is a non-coachable part of any hospital or healthcare solution. And regardless of where you're doing uh, the processing, whether it's on edge on the device or whether it's in the data center and you're using networking across a, a local area network, or whether it's up in the cloud and you're you know sending data up for processing in a public or a private cloud, uh, it is of the utmost paramount importance that the data is secured end to end. And all the technologies uh, that that we use, that developers use, uh, must use you know best practices for uh, for any sort of development aspects around security. So whether that's encrypting data end to end, uh, whether that's you know ensuring that you've got the things like two-factor authentication. All of these things are, are just really, really important. And, uh, you know, the technologies are there to help secure kind of wherever the development, wherever the inference, wherever the applications are being run. Very, very important. Talking just a little bit more about the data itself, a common complaint from medical device manufacturers, the people in charge of storing records, um, and just doctors in general, is that medical data is collected and stored in so many different file formats. And collating it can be incredibly tricky. And when you've got, you know, 20 points of data that you want to put together to build a model, you often can't without extensive cleaning of this data, which can be man hour intensive. 
do NVIDIA's and MBX's systems integrate well with current systems? Is there a shared system that hospitals should be using? And what do you think are the major problems in data siloing at the moment? So from NVIDIA's perspective, we work very closely with standards bodies, interoperability uh, organizations to help ensure that, that what we're developing works within the medical ecosystem. Uh, so for example, the work that we do uh, in medical imaging uh, using DICOM formats, uh, which is the, the, the standard for doing all things uh, diagnostics for imaging, whether it's CT or X-ray, uh, the libraries that we use can talk DICOM. So it's not as if you are using some sort of generic format. We're actually bringing that down to what hospitals, what healthcare applications are using today. Uh, you know, when it comes to uh, how we intersect with uh, EMR and, you know, other like recording systems, being able to generate HL7 messages uh, is also really important. So being able to generate whether it's HL7 or FHIR, uh, but in order to promote adoption, I mean, we applications have to be speaking the language that the hospitals are speaking. Uh, and so uh, when it comes to, you know, even things like the, the smart hospital technologies, uh, we're using the, the same formats. We're working closely with, with the camera manufacturers, with the microphone manufacturers, uh, with integrators like MBX, who actually make sure that what we're building works within that ecosystem. Uh, Roger, I'd love to hear, you know, kind of your insights. Yeah, so like the camera manufacturer, for example, you know, we work very closely with companies like Hanwha and Axis, and that is already in many of the hospital. And many of them already have integration with uh, EHR system like Epic, right, like that. Uh, you want to make sure you don't have to create a whole new different type of system. So, for example, many of the CART and the deployment of the space camera and audio system in the hospital can work directly uh, with the AI improvement. So you can just dump the software and the product solution that we're providing so that you don't have to rip out existing infrastructure and can work in conjunction with existing hardware like the camera and audio system today. So we work very closely with them, like our card today, uh, it's already used in uh, uh, with, with software like Epic, right? And Cerner, things like that, that we are working to make sure you can put it into the current system, be able to work through uh, what the, uh, the doctor and the nurses are used to and be able to operate that very quickly uh, without having a completely different software system that they have to use. Okay, let's talk nurses, let's talk doctors. Clinicians can sometimes be quite reluctant to adopt new technologies, uh, largely because of trust. They may simply not understand it and therefore not trust it. Have you guys encountered this? So I've been in health IT for about 20 years. Uh, and yes, that is uh, exactly the, the experience that I see working with doctors and nurses, you know, every day. Uh, they're right to, to question trust, uh, to, you know, because it's ultimately on them to be able to use these technologies to help do what they're doing in the hospital, saving lives, uh, caring for their patients. Uh, what's really important is the work that we're doing, uh, that uh, NVIDIA is doing, that MBX is doing, uh, is meeting the needs of what doctors and nurses are actually looking for. So uh, one of the things that I promote is always, you know, looking for those clinical champions, uh, that representation to talk about what are the challenges that, that we actually want to solve. What's important is that we, we have to remember that these device, you know, these applications, these instruments, these devices are helping hands for our clinicians. 
they're looking to create insights to enable them uh, with the decisions that, that they're taking. Uh, so they're able to do more with what they what they've got on hand uh, to help prevent uh, you know their burnout, uh, the overloading of all the different data that's coming at them. Uh, integration is key. Um, but at the you know at the end of the day, they are that these clinicians are our stakeholders and champions of the software. Thank you for that. What are the biggest hurdles to the general idea of smart hospitals, aside from potentially doctors and nurses? Are there regulatory challenges that you have to face? Roger, so, I'll I want you to go for that one first. Yeah. Yeah, so there's definitely challenges, right? Especially when you're talking about newer technologies uh, like AI, right? Like you're talking about uh, hardware that are progressing really quickly, right? Like one generation, you might, you're not even talking about what, uh, doubling, right? You might be talking about like 10 times improvement in speed. So like to keep up with the hardware that you know that will run these are a challenge to many of these hospitals. And uh, frankly, a lot of the uh, IT department and uh, they are already like struggling to keep up, right? So it's really important that you have um, overall a product that is thought out that will work with this AI. You can't just put a computer that runs some of it on a cart and call it a day, right? Like you have to make sure it's actually thought through, make sure the camera system, the audio system, things on the sensor side, it's optimized to work with these compute system. Um, there are a lot of things that you have to do, like profile, um, making sure uh, these things are set. And uh, frankly, you can't expect, you know, uh, IT professional to know uh, they're, they're not, they're not like the AI, right? They're, they're not AI uh, scientists that they would be able to tune a lot of these hardware to, to exactly. So it's very important that the software maker and the hardware maker are uh, collaborating to make sure we are delivering these solutions so it's optimized so that it would just work out of the box. So many of the solution that we're offering today is to really bridge that. So instead of like going through two years of development on hardware and going through another two or three years uh, with collecting all the data and making sure it worked with uh, on the software side, we are shortening that. So like the study that we, uh, you know, NVIDIA did, they're talking about, you know, 10x in terms of times to save in, in developing a lot of these model at the same time on the hardware side you know where you have to go from uh, scratch and make sure all these integration we're talking about the overall saving between like a hardware and software building block to save more than seven times the speed to bring these market to solution quicker and that speed is crucial because you don't want to go through and put all the investment and two or three years later you're putting out a product that is couple generation no, right? Like that's not not going to be able to do. So we're trying to offer these building block solutions so that you can always use the latest and greatest software, put it into the hardware and you can in the field to be able to update these hardware solution, right? Really quickly so that you can take advantage and really have that, um, that lower uh, uh, cost at delivery that overall solution. So I, I think the speed is one, and the other is really about that cloud and edge solution that we kind of talked about from before. There is a lot of that uh, on privacy and HIPAA concern and, and workflow concern that um, a lot of hospitals have, right? And having that that meet on that infrastructure <laughs> is a challenge, right? Like to stream, say, six room full of that across a hospital network on you know high definition, it's going to be very hard for many of the hospitals. They don't have that that bandwidth to to upload 
all that information, right? So to be able to put it on the edge and to be able to process many of these things at the edge is going to be one of the uh, important aspects that you have to do to enable this next generation of uh, AI computing uh, for Meta. Okay, final question, because I know that we've reached our time. What can we expect in five years in terms of smart hospitals? Am I going to be able to walk into most hospitals and expect them to be intelligent or will it just be the kind of core critical wards? A, a great question. You know, hospitals around the world are all progressing towards being smart. You know, I think that uh, what we'll find is that, you know, whether it's starting in the individual departments uh, and, you know, making ER departments smart or making IC departments smart, you know, whether it's uh, what's happening at the academic medical centers, uh, like the tier one trauma centers or rural community hospitals and, and clinics, and, you know, and other areas that we'll see care taking place ultimately down to the patient's home as well. Uh, I think that uh, it's not going to be, you know, five years from now, everything's going to be smart. Um, I think that it'll be just a, a constant progression um, as we all roll forward and all these you know, new technologies are being adopted that are being innovated, uh, that we're going to see you know, more efficiencies and the experience as a patient or as a patient's family member or as a doctor or as a nurse is just going to get better as these technologies progress. Yeah, in the next five years, a lot of these technology that we're talking about, it's going to take a lot of the mundane work out of their current workflow. A lot of the uh, frustration I feel like in technology today, it's not just about the amount of data, it's that the clinician don't have the time to process a lot of these data. And having AI on the edge, uh, ability to process these and having these technology to really monitor and process them so that you get what you need to do your job uh, faster and uh, really uh, that the experience is going to be a lot more fluid over time. Um, and that technology is going to mature so that people don't just use the AI as a buzzword, but more of a day to day and they feel like, hey, more just like how we use Alexa at our home today, right? Like to be able to use it, that it's uh, more ambiguous in the overall workflow. Okay, thank you very much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been fantastic.